This episode is brought to you by AskInPoint. With just one line of code, AskInPoint Rating Booster uses app analytics to find your app's fans and ask them to rate it. This means more and better ratings, which directly translates into better downloads. So go to www.askinpoint.com forward slash app guy, all lowercase, askinpoint.com forward slash app guy. You'll get a basic account so you can try this stuff out for free. And if you do go to the premium services, then you get a discount of 30% off for the first six months. Thank you very much, Asking Point, uh, for sponsoring the show. This episode is sponsored by AppPress, and they enable you to build apps code-free. So as an app entrepreneur, what this means is you can get your apps out onto the App Store a lot quicker without knowing any code, and you can build an app code-free today and publish it tomorrow and push out your app across smartphones and tablets. It's fast, it requires no coding, and I'm a big fan of AppPress. So what I recommend you do is go to www.app-press.com, that's app press.com go and check out you can sign up and thank you very much app press for sponsoring the show my name is dave Boer and i run curated.co and you're listening to the app guy podcast the app guy podcast straight from your host paul the app guy sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment and now paul the app guy Welcome to another episode of the App Guide Podcast. I'm your host, it's Paul Kemp. I like to go around the world and I want you to just imagine the scene right now. If uh, you don't live in San Francisco, then I have an entrepreneur who is based there. He's currently overlooking the bay. It's sunny and uh, he's going to tell us what it's like living and working and being an entrepreneur in the, you know, literally the tech capital of the world and with all the innovation that's going on. Let me introduce uh, Roman uh, Weissapel. He is the uh, co-founder of Darkroom Communications, and uh, he's here to, to help us talk about uh, things like, you know, pivoting as well. So, um, Roman, it's really nice that you could join us on the App Guy podcast. Thank you, Paul, for inviting me and to all the listeners out there listening to it. And I just want you to do a better job. Please explain what can you see uh, in uh, the Bay? What, what's currently your view? So my current view is I'm in a little conference room here and I have the Bay Bridge. I see some of the Bay Bridge uh, going towards Oakland and, of course, the Bay, the water. It's a really nice sunny day. No single cloud anywhere uh, and some skyscrapers. That is my view right now. And, of course, my computer in front uh, talking to you. Can you actually see Alcatraz as well? Uh, I cannot. No, Baybridge is like more uh, on the east, so I cannot. Okay, but it sounds beautiful, and uh, I've only spent a couple of times uh, visiting there, but uh, I do feel that as we're talking, hopefully it is inspiring anyone who is not in San Francisco to go and try it out. But it must be quite tough for you to, to live there as well, quite expensive. Oh, my God, yes. Don't tell me about it. So everyone who wants to come here for an app, like, First get stuff figured out and then come here and not the other way around because like living, cost of living is very high here. And of course, we're talking about apps, so I don't need to talk about any other jobs. So development itself is also very expensive. So what, whatever you can do anywhere, do it anywhere and come here at a later stage. That would be my, my throw in advice right from the start. Right, That's really good advice. <laughs> Basically become a very rich apprenur and then go and enjoy it in San Francisco. 
But uh, it's a bit of a chicken and egg, isn't it, really? Because you kind of have to be there. I mean, a lot of the successful people we've had on this show are based on San Fran- in San Francisco. And it, and it must be just being surrounded by innovation, money, investors, uh, you know, like just other entrepreneurs. That, that must help uh, with, you know, the success of your own business. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the infrastructure uh, infrastructure here is a real dream for every entrepreneur and for every app developer, right? Because like the experience kind of grows on the trees, right? So whatever problem you have or whatever stage you're in, uh, you will meet uh, within one mile, you will meet uh, five, six, seven, eight people who have gone through the exact same situation already a couple of times, right? So, I mean, for that, the city is really amazing, and uh, um, and that's why I think this is a big uh, plain land of opportunity here because so many mistakes that people do uh, have been done here already and you can just meet those people at every coffee shop and they will tell you about it. Um, but, and it depends on what stage you're in, right? So if you are in a very early stage where you basically you have an idea or a PowerPoint presentation and you don't have anything yet, uh, it's it's too early to come here. Um, it, I mean, it all depends on your money situation, but you always have to calculate uh, how much is the cost of living here, how much is your dev developing team going to cost here, and can you afford it? If you can raise a million, two million bucks, yes, you could do it here. But if you just come here with an awesome idea and you you expect to go down Sand Hill Road and pitch your your idea and hope to get out of it with 10 million and then build your team. That's more, I don't think this really happens uh, anymore or, you know, so especially if you're unexperienced, it's, it's not going to happen. Let's put it this way. Yeah. And this is a genuine podcast where we do like to unravel the uh, cloak of secrecy around all this stuff and just tell it as it is. And I do feel like it's a message that people do need to hear because, you know, it just, it, uh, the the idea of raising one to two million is it, it seems sensible, you know, to to be able to then f- go go to San Francisco rather than just have go on a dream. And we don't want to knock people's dreams, but and we want to save people a lot of money and a lot of heartache, don't we, by just telling them as it is. Exactly, exactly. That's what it is. I mean, uh, we, for instance, we did it the crazy way. So we went here, we started here. Um, but, you know, we burned a lot of money along the way. And that's like one of the things where I would say, what should I have done before? Is like first building the product, first getting some traction, and then you can come here. Because uh, the stories that you hear that people just throw money at you, uh, it's not really true. I mean, people have a lot of money here, but they only give it to, uh, to products and services that they really believe uh, will will make something, right? So if you're unexperienced, uh, if you've already made an exit, one or two, so you made other people rich already, then uh, people will give you money from the start. But if you're, if you're not experienced, don't expect people to, to, to pay you a lot of money. And if, especially if you don't have a product without any traction, people are not going to give you any money. And the other, the other problem is this is, again, a chicken and egg problem. Uh, if you don't already have money, it's tough to get money because nobody wants to be the first or it's tough to be the first. Right. If, if you already have somebody who puts in two, three, four hundred thousand, then it's easier to get more people uh, to add money on it, like uh, a joint, a joint investment. But uh, on a, if you're a plain level field, you're unexperienced, 
entrepreneur and you can be experienced in your former job you can be the king of of whatever but if you're an unexperienced uh, uh entrepreneur and uh, it's it's very very tough i'm not saying it's not possible but i wouldn't risk it so my my one liner would be uh, wherever you are in the world and you're capable of building a product build your prototype get it out get some traction some some usage you know show that you have fans that people love the product and then you can come here and once you can once you have numbers that people like all doors here may be open for you yeah i'd love to we are going to talk about pivoting and i understand in our pre-chat that you mentioned uh, dark room communications is currently going through potentially a pivot but perhaps it'd be better to start from your story and i would love to know you know your your background you said that you kind of ended up there in San Francisco, perhaps you can fill us in, a, you know, give us some guidance on your story and how you ended up uh, in San Francisco. The, the quick founding story would be, so I was working beforehand in Berlin for a trend and innovation uh, company called Trend One, and it was like uh, innovation advisory. So talking about lots of innovations all over the world. And um, I had an idea from an ex-girlfriend, actually, uh, a long time ago. Uh, at some point, I, I found her, how she was copying from her phone into her diary. And I was asking her, what are you doing? And she said, yeah, I'm copying your text messages into my, my diary. Because sometimes you write very nice stuff that I want to keep, especially when you're drunk. Right? And, uh, and I, it, it kind of started to feel like, okay, with the, with the technical uh, changes that we're going through and all the new media that love letters... Uh, don't exist on pen and paper. They exist. They only change their medium. They're now in 160 characters. But you know, when we look at our phone, how many messages we get, and all the apps we're using, um, I was I, I was thinking like, where is a, a company trying to solve or trying to make an app for me and my most important relationship? I mean, Facebook is doing an awesome job for for uh, for friends and Twitter for strangers, followers, interest groups, but. Where was a company really taking care of the situation with me and my girlfriend or wife or husband or whoever? And, uh, and I had this idea in 2010 uh, and, I, and I talked to in early 2011, I talked to my sister who was working in Mexico at this time uh, about it. And she said, um, That's, there must be something. And we did some research. There wasn't anything. So we decided, okay, let's do it. Let's try it. Let's uh, start up and and go at it. And um, so what we did is we were a little bit naive, as I would say, in the beginning especially. But we had our dream. We had our idea. We had our business uh, idea in our head. So we flew over to San Francisco for two weeks and we pitched our ideas to some friends. So we were uh, well connected and we pitched to some friends and, uh, and we were lucky to find at an early stage somebody who was interested in it and who would help us out uh, at early stage. Okay, Roman, you are doing everything that you advise not to at this stage. <laughs> exactly. That's why, that's why I can... This I is can, the joy uh, of this podcast is we can learn from your experiences. <laughs> exactly. I mean, like, uh, we, ha we, ha and we had to pay a very high price going that way, right? Uh, because obviously when we started here, so in the beginning, like, everything went uh, very well. We even did raise uh, some money, um, but mostly, this is very important, not a lot from Silicon Valley uh, uh, investors, mostly from like friends and family and, uh, and, and good, good, good contacts that we had. And uh, we, were, we were lucky to start off here in San Francisco, uh, let's say 
well funded. Uh, we we so we didn't really suffer from the start, but we were a not unexperienced and uh, b we didn't uh, really have a product yet, right? So we needed to build a team, and we raised a little bit of money in the beginning. Uh, so we started building a team, and we had an offshore. Uh, team in the Philippines. Actually, we still have that team. It's a great team. But I mean, there it already starts, right? So we are already using an offshore team, uh, even though we are here in San Francisco, uh, because simply San Francisco, like a developer costs you at least $10,000 a month, right? That's what you have to plan. So imagine you have iOS backend and Android, that's 30,000 grand, just off, like, you know, that's, that's before you even is. get a download. <laughs> That's before you get a download, exactly. So that's what and that's and, and that's kind of what we did. Not that high because we had the developing team in, in the Philippines, but you know we had our we we looked for an engineering lead here because uh, the founders we were a non-technical founder team, which is another hurdle that we have right here. Uh, so we always had to acquire uh, the the coding the uh, um, uh, knowledge, so to say. And um, yeah, and we we had our tech founder. We got the we got him here, uh, a great ex Yahoo guy that we were able to take on board because our idea was revolutionary, kind of like a Facebook for for couples. I mean, intimate one-on-one -on -one communication, and um, the world hasn't ever seen anything like this. And half of the population is in a relationship, so you know we were able to to really inspire a lot of people about it, and basically get started. And um, of course, in the beginning, as I mentioned, we raised some money. So of course, we burned a lot of money at, at early stage because we were here in San Francisco and rents are expensive. And like I said, uh, employers are expensive and everything is expensive. So we yeah, didn't have a single... I was going to ask you, Roman, you know, you get this money then from uh, friends, family, contacts. Uh, how how uh, do you spend it? Because are there any guidelines that you agree to, you know, that you will not pay yourself a salary, for example, or, you know, perhaps you can give us some guidance on, uh, on the, how you actually, you know, spent the money. Yeah, so um, th that's a very good one. So of course, you always need to watch your burn rate and always need to see where you're spending it. And uh, the founders usually are the one that get paid uh, the least, or uh, the, the, the most, the, the little. Um, but uh, I mean, you have to pay yourself if you can a little bit because, as I said, the, the city is expensive. But, of course, we also had good jobs beforehand, so we had a little bit of uh, cushion uh, that we were sitting on. But uh, it's, it's a very tough question. But basically, you have to answer it. Everyone has to answer it for themselves. Um, let's say here in the Valley, if you have the money, like nobody's going to look bad at you if you do not pay yourself, if you, if you do pay yourself. A little bit right and as the more money you have raised the more money you can pay yourself because also you're the first one who cuts right the minute you see your runway kind of melting uh the, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to either cut your salary or decrease it so that's the first thing you're going to do anyway so it's not really bad in paying yourself something uh we did in the beginning we did and then it's hard of course because you got to pay bills here and eat Yes, eating is very important, uh, absolutely. And and so uh, we were going to talk about pivoting because uh, one of the big themes from this show is that we have had many entrepreneurs who have had to uh, pivot. It, it can be sometimes incredibly difficult because you've you've you know really built this idea and then you have to kind of change direction. Perhaps you can talk through 
uh, the the pivot and and give some guidance to anyone else out there who who is perhaps a little bit reluctant and, and but is continues to go down the wrong path. Yeah, perfectly. So um, we what we did then uh, we raised some money and we started our company here and we started building our app and it's called Twixt T W Y X T and it's basically what it is. It's an app for two, uh, um, a, 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 a messenger uh, that has everything that you share. It automatically. Uh, stores it on a calendar. So it's the shared calendar, messenger, and lists for couples. It's a really neat uh, and fun app. Um, so that's what we built, and we launched it, and it worked kind of well. There's some other difficulties that we ran in with the messenger itself, but I'm not going to go uh, too much into details with that. But uh, while we were uh, doing all our work here and launching the product and testing the product and going out with the product, we had also direct competitors uh, launch uh, very very similar apps um, uh, we didn't really fear that because for the we thought the market is big enough for for a lot of people um, for a lot of companies um, of course you're not happy when you have comp- competitors doing the exact same thing that you do but I mean that's just what it is but what happened is that uh, we underestimated the market uh, we believe there is a big market for couples apps and um, our competitors did as well. Um, and there, there kind of is lots of, when we talk to people in a relationship, they're like, oh, that's cute. That's cool. I want to use it. And we, we still have the app and people still use it. We have a, a, quite a, f- a few users, a lot of users, and they're really, really happy with it, using it. Um, but it never really became really big. And not only for us, also all our direct competitors. So at some point, what I mentioned is your money, your, your, your keep on burning, your kind of your money uh, gets lower and you realize that not only you are struggling, also your competitors are struggling. And some of them raised maybe even more money than you did, right? So what happened for us, it was that uh, the market that we hoped to build uh, didn't really exist in a way uh, we uh, we thought it would, or we could uh, establish it. So, so let's just take, let me take a like a summary of then where we are so far, because I, I appreciate what you're going through. You were almost forced to think hard about it because of the burn rate, because you were you were getting to the, uh, a point where uh, you know you had to make uh, some tough decisions. And I know I've been in that in business before as well, and it, it almost forces you know the good things to happen as a result. Is that, is that right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we had alliances set set out big time, uh, but the problem is we couldn't raise any more money upon our idea, and basically also because our competitors were struggling as well, right? Uh, we could say yeah, we had the better plan, we had the better whatever, but you know, when the market is die- dying, then that's just what it is. And then you have to face the truth, which is, of course, very, very hard, and uh, it, it still takes uh, a tough thing of of realizing that we kind of bat on the wrong horse, so to say, right? Because it's our baby, it's our idea, and we love it. And um, But some, at some point, you just realize that it's just not going to happen uh, in the way you would, you would anticipate for it. And then, of course, uh, you have to think about what's happening. So we were very, very lucky that one of our advisors is uh, one of the very early uh, um, uh, employers of uh, Uber, the the app, the um, taxi app, so to say, and um, he was basically the founding architect. And we were having a session with him about uh, about Twixt, our app. And um, one key learning that we got from many from our users 
uh, in the couple space was since Twixt was everything about archiving and storing and saving memories and keeping them forever, so to say, many couples also always ask us, yeah, but what about the stuff I do not want to save? And what about the stuff I do actually not even want to have on any server? I do not want to have store it. And when, you, when we digged a little bit deeper, it became obvious that we were talking about intimate com communication. And then we were like, yeah, why don't you use Snapchat for that, right? Because that's what you think, you know, if you want to see your girlfriend naked or your boyfriend, whoever, you know, you would, <laughs> you would, you would not do that over, over a text message. Uh, you probably would do that Snapchat, right? But then they all told us, like, no, we're not, gonna we're not using Snapchat. I mean, we're... A, you know, it's it's a social app for for young young people, but like the minute they're like a little bit older, uh, they don't really or couples they don't they don't use Snapchat to share their nude photos. Just as one example, Asking Points is a complete customer engagement platform for your mobile apps. So if you think about what this actually means, it means that you can use analytics in your app to control when that rating widget pops up. You know the rating widget when you ask users to go and rate your app? Well, you can actually really be smart about when you pop that up because at the moment, uh, you only have a limited amount of options with the open source uh, widgets that are available. The benefit of this platform by asking point is that you get to decide in real time uh, not only you know the duration of when it comes up, but when to uh, and where in the app to pop this uh, rating widget up. It's highly effective. I'm a big fan, uh, having uh, played around with the uh, dashboard. And so to get uh, a basic account for free, go to www.askinpoint.com forward slash app guy, all lowercase. If you do go to that link, then you not only get the basic account for free to try it out, but if you do upgrade to the more premium accounts, then you get a 30% off for the first six months. Uh, I want to thank Asking Point uh, for sponsoring the show, and I encourage you all to go and check it out now. This episode is sponsored by AppPress. Uh, AppPress offer this dashboard that is as simple as uh, dragging and dropping. It means that you don't need to know any coding to become an app entrepreneur. It, it's a wonderful service. Uh, the founder has been on this show before. And I'm a big uh, fan of their service. Uh, it really is a case of uh, just going to their website, app-press.com, uh, sign up, and they do have uh, different plans to suit your needs. And what you can do is you can create an app by just dragging these uh, blocks in, these uh, images. Uh, you can uh, use some HTML, uh, but you create your own app and you build these native apps that can be distributed anywhere, you know, and they have uh, all the, the wonderful tools and resources to help you do it. Uh, you don't need to know any coding. You can have uh, push notifications. Uh, you can embed video, insert text, create buttons, uh, all simply by using their dashboard. It's very easy to use. I highly recommend uh, using this uh, service. It's app-press.com. And thank you very much to AppPress for supporting the show. Yeah, so Roman, we're at a very important junction here, which I think that there's some really important learning curves, uh, learning experiences to come out of this. And one I would say is that you're getting this feedback from, I'm guessing, users uh, who are telling you this. How, how did you actually get, get to hear about that? How, how did you actually get that direct feedback? Was it a case of actually physically meeting people that you were using your app? Did you have focus groups? 
Perhaps you can tell us about the feedback and how you attained it. Yes. So uh, we did a lot of user interviews. So we had people, uh, we looked on Craigslist for couples that would be willing for like an hour interview for like uh, $50 or so. And we got quite a lot of couples together that we would interview. So we would, like, depending on which stage we were in, we would give them the app and look like, how do they do the sign up? How do they, how's the user experience? You know, what are they seeing? What are they thinking? Like the whole kind of focus group stuff and also asking questions about perception, uh, what they want, how they communicate a lot. Um, and, and this is basically where we, where we uh, heard a lot of this noise, you know, where when we always told them, yeah, yeah, we store everything, we archive everything, we journal everything. And they were like, yeah, that's cool. We like this. And at some point when you dig deeper, they were also asking, like, not saying that they didn't like it, but also, yeah, but what about the stuff I do not want to save, right? I do not want to have. So we were doing this. In a, and also we have a, a good feedback round uh, with our users. So we actually get a lot of emails, you know, even when they have problems like, hey, I have this problem or that. And then whenever we reply, we always, or I would always ask um, them, yeah, do you have any other feedback, anything that you like, don't like, or would like to see coming, you know, kind of try to engage with them, even though they may be far away. And you can hear a lot, you know, they tell you, uh, you know, like, hey, I wish you had more stickers, or I wish you had this, or I wish that. Or I wish you wouldn't. Uh, there would be a way of not storing photos or deleting photos. Actually, a lot was about deleting. So people were like really asking, like, can I delete photos? See, I, again, I just want to reinforce to the listeners that this is what it takes to be an entrepreneur, an appreneur. In that, you actually have to go through Craigslist. You have to meet these people physically, uh, encourage them through paying them, and. And then you have to, you know, ask some open questions. And I'm guessing you're sitting there speaking to these couples you've never met. Uh, were you asking things like, uh, "Are you happy to share naked photos?" And <laughs> sort of, it kind of. Well, well, we didn't really ask it, right? We ask about how they communicate, right? What they use, right. which tools, which tools, and they're they just use. opening up to you. Exactly, and then they're just opening up, yeah. And yeah. then you just get at it. Um, yeah, so like talking that, that to must have been your like, aha moment, and you must have been like your eureka moment. Well, uh, it takes it takes a while, so it's not that every couple says that, right? So um, at some point, you kind of hear these uh, uh, like some requests are grouping up. You know, they're like popping up. They're like more more people are asking about deletion and stuff. So you're thinking about, so should we just build a delete feature, right? That could be one way, for instance. Um, so um, with this, so you kind of think about along the line, but there are many things like this is now, uh, when I tell it now, it's like of a focus. Like it's not that we were doing these interviews um, with, uh, with, a, with our mindset on, uh, how do people share naked photos? Like, not at all. You know, we wanted to know how they communicated and what were their issues on communication. And we realized that for some of them, uh, is this deletion process is, is is a problem. You know, they just want to share something they don't want anywhere. So, um, I mean, it adds up. It's not that this is comprised within one month. You know, this kind of accumulates over over many months and, and many, many interviews that you do. Uh, and then we had, like I said, we had the session with this uh, Uber uh, founder and, um, and we were also talking about a similar thing. And he said, how cool would it be if you had uh, a chat room where you could share everything you want and the minute one leaves the room, we delete everything. 
So most of the ephemeral messages like Snapchat and stuff, right? They have like the 30 second timer or five second or 10 seconds. Basically, I, I send a photo and it's after 10 seconds, you can't see it anymore. Uh, what, what, we, what we heard also from many uh, users with this is like the five, six seconds, they're nice, but sometimes you want to look longer at a, at a photo, at a picture, and not only, you know, this kind of stuff. So while you are at a session, at a chat session, you can exchange whatever you want. And the minute you end the chat session, then everything is gone. So I'm getting the story here now then. So you were with this investor, the, the Uber guy, and he's given you this uh, great idea. And I'm starting to understand why you're called Darkroom Communications as well. The name is becoming very apparent. Uh, and so then I guess it led to to um, the iteration of the app. Did you have to rewrite the whole thing or did you um, manage to rebuild on, on what you'd already done? Yeah, so in the beginning, so when we, uh, when, when we had the first idea, so um, it's not that he told us the idea, like we were working on these things together. And, um, and we thought, okay, let's cool, let's build a feature that's called Darkrooms. So you still have the Twixt uh, couples app and you can uh, share stuff uh, on, and we journal everything onto the calendar. But, you know, if you want to do something intimate or, you know, you want to do something confidential, like you want to exchange your credit card information or passwords, you know, all this kind of stuff that you share in a relationship, uh, then you would go into the dark room and chat whatever you want to do. And then once you leave, you would be back at Twixt. So that was the initial idea of what we, what we tried to figure out. And actually, that's also what we started building. We started it as a, a feature offset of Twixt. And we thought, yeah, that's got to be a feature that's going to push our uh, first app really forward. And um, quickly we realized from what people were telling us is that there were a, way more use cases for it. So people were telling us, oh my God, I love this idea, but I'm not in a relationship. I want to use it. Or, you know, they would tell you, uh, yeah, but I'm not, uh, I don't know, I don't, even I'm in a relationship, but I don't want the shared calendar and all this kind of stuff. I don't want that. I don't want your old product, but I want the new one. And um, then businesses were like, uh, where we talk to people like investors or whoever. It's like, oh, my God, that would be cool for my team. You know, when we talk about confidential stuff, we go in the room, we talk about it, then we leave the room. So kind of like, like, a, like a phone call, like a secret phone call uh, on for messaging. And so we realized that, uh, if we would stay within the couple space, we would narrow down our uh, our user um, uh, our user base, and in the same time was basically I would call uh, the crumble of the couple space, where our biggest competitor, uh, all the co-founders, uh, left the company and the other competitor. So a lot of stuff were were happening in our landscape that we knew we could not rely on our uh, uh, space that we were uh, in the, where we started at. We basically had to discard the whole couple space and go to a different, uh, different target group. Well, so I have say, to say, Roman, that was just the, an amazing story hearing you go through it. And the big takeaway for me as I listen to you go through that is, and I'm sure that all the listeners as well are, are hearing this, is that you've just spent this enormous amount of time like having lots of communication back and forth, lots of feedback to try and figure out this stuff rather than just your, yourselves sitting in a room and second guessing what the market needs. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's what you have to do, right? Like you always have to get out of the building and, and talk about it and validate like every day, 
um, because that's the that's the only the only way how you get feedback, right? Well, um, I don't you know. I mean, I think there's people listening to this now who need to uh, actually honestly ask themselves, are they doing that? And I think that there's likely failures out there because they're sitting behind their screen and, and just trying to, you know, invent stuff that they think uh, that the market needs. But, you know, I, I'm not sure how many people actually go to that level. Uh, and I think that's the big thing I'm learning from you, Roman, is that it's so important. Yeah, absolutely. Like you have to talk to as many people as possible. And I mean, there's so many ways how you can do it. You can just go into Starbucks uh, and if you have a prototype or anything and say like, hey, do you have 10 minutes? I'll buy you a coffee. And then you go through them with the app, with whatever. People are really are there to help. You know, they like to help you. I mean, you got to listen to what they're saying because they also never say, they barely say anything bad. So they would tell you a lot of times that yeah, that's a great idea, that's awesome, because that's just a natural human behavior. You know, you don't tell anyone up front, you know, your idea is crap. You know, they will never say that. But uh, there are kind of ways of, of figuring out like what is really, uh, what they really mean, whether they really mean it or whether they really feel that way. But uh, yeah, you have to, you have to validate uh, everything like all the time. It's just the best way of, 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 of doing it. I mean, there's a few lucky people maybe who don't need to who just throw a product out of the market and for some reason it sticks right away. But chances are unlikely. And there are actually so many other little details uh, that you that you get from putting your product into other people's hands and actually seeing them how they use it, right? Just the simple sign up uh, um, or, or connection, uh, like how what do people because you are you know the app in and out, and you already actually you already know workarounds that you don't really are aware of because you just do them all the time, and it's really funny to see very simple steps. And you put it into people's hand and they're like, which button do I need to press now? And you're like, yeah, yeah it's true. obvious. I mean, Roman, this, this is a revelation. And I think uh, I actually want people listening to this now who have their own apps to get to the nearest coffee shop, wherever they are, and just start talking about it. And honestly, I get so many requests for NDAs and please don't talk about this app. I think people should be shouting from the the rooftops about their app and promoting it and just talking about it and trying to get as much feedback. And uh, I'm just so thrilled that you, you could share that with us because that, that is definitely one of the biggest revelations uh, on the 276 episodes we've had is, is this, this kind of reminder that we've, that's what we need to do to make apps successful. So we paid a yeah. very high price on that, right? Because in the beginning, we did exactly the same thing. We had our NDA thing going on and not talking to people. And we built our product and then we put it into people's hands and they didn't know what to do, you know? And you were like, why didn't we do that earlier? You know, and because you always think like your idea is so great. And if you talk to somebody, like they're going to quit their job right away, stop what they're doing right now and trying to take your idea and make it better than you would. Right. That's like what people always assume, which is when you think about it, like from a little bit of distance is absolutely absurd. You know, like no even investor in San Francisco is going to like steal your idea to do it themselves. Like because everyone is busy with their own stuff, you know, like everyone is busy with their with his own stuff. And you don't just like discard whatever you're doing to copy someone else. You don't do that. So that's why I'm, I'm totally aligned with you uh, that uh, you should talk about your idea and you should find out, is it really worth pursuing? And this basically from day one, the minute you have the idea, 
talk about it, validate it. And if not even your friends like it, then why build it? You know, don't. This is absolutely great stuff. Now, there is one more thing we need to do before I say goodbye to you, Roman, is, and that is, uh, that is, I would love to know what's on your phone. This is a show about apps, and we'd love to know any cool apps that you may have uh, on your smartphone that you feel like would be uh, even more uh, revealing, you know? So Yeah, of course. Of course, I, I, I would be a very bad one if I would not advertise my app for a second. You know, of course, a dark room. Uh, is the app uh, uh, that we have launched, which is an app that uh, does not store any data anywhere, no servers or devices. Is um, it on your homepage? It is, of course, on my homepage. It's right <laughs> okay. there. It's probably in the bar. Is I don't know if you have an iPhone, but it's probably in the bar. Yeah, I do have it in the iPhone. No, but in the bar is actually still my app with my my connection to my girlfriend. So that's <laughs> I, obviously, but. But you don't, you don't, you don't only want to hear about the apps that I do. So then, uh, other great apps, right? Yeah, please. What, just one or two, and then that, that'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, be, be, beside the usual that everyone has, right? Like from uh, from WhatsApp to Facebook to uh, mail. Um, I really like uh, Cash. I don't know if you've heard of that. It's like Square Cash. It's like sending money uh, as easy no. as one to three. First time it's mentioned. Yeah, so it's like, you know, in, in our office when we go do lunch and somebody doesn't have cash and you just borrow money, it's basically sending money kind of like via text message. Like it's as easy. Like I just put in five bucks to Toby, boom, there are his five, five bucks. So kind of like PayPal in a very, very easy and simplified way. Like I, we, we use that a that, lot. That's called cash, is it? Cash app? Cash. Okay. Yeah, cash. Right. Um, uh, that's, that's an awesome app for that. And of course, um, yeah. So you got me on this one right now. Well, but, I mean, there's two. And uh, what what I've been doing with all the other guests is that I've been having a mystery app. So it, they encouraged to go to my website to find out the mystery app. So uh, this is episode two seven six. To anyone listening, go to theappguy.co, search for Roman, and and then you'll see a mystery app there as well as the uh, things that we've already mentioned. How's that? <laughs> that sounds good yeah, it gets people to good, the website yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly there you go great well Roman this Check has been out. terrific thank you so much for joining us from the uh, beautiful San Francisco Bay there and uh, I, I'm totally blown away by just how generous you are and how open and, and what, what great takeaways um, how best can we reach out and connect with you Roman what's the best way of getting in touch uh, I think the easiest one would be Twitter, right? I think that's uh, pretty open. Or LinkedIn, of course, you can connect me. But I think Twitter is easier also by name. So my Twitter handle is Rex Romanum, R-E-X-R-O-M-A-N. And uh, yeah, you can find me there and just uh, reach out to me. Yeah, and I'll put the LinkedIn on the show notes as well. Uh, so that's great. Well, Roman, thanks very much for joining us. All the best with uh, the you know making the world a um, perhaps a more secret place for these uh, discussions and uh, there you go I, I will um yeah I'll hopefully uh have a coffee with you in one of those uh, san francisco coffee stores and <laughs> play with your new app definitely paul whenever you're here uh i would be really happy to uh, to have a chat with you here great well all the best also remember to go to askingpoint.com forward slash app guy. That's all lowercase, askingpoint.com forward slash app guy. And you'll get an exclusive offer as a listener that will give you a discount of 30% if you end up subscribing to their premium services. Now, they, they do have a basic account, which is free to use. You can certainly try them out. I 
highly recommend doing that. But if you do ever need to upgrade because your app is uh, growing like mad because of all the ratings you get, then you'll need uh, to use the offer code. And uh, you can find that at uh, askingpoint.com forward slash app guy. And thank you, Asking Point, for sponsoring the show. This episode was sponsored by App Press. Uh, just go to app-press.com and go check out some of their plans. You can build an app, a code-free, beautiful app, and uh, they will give you the tool to enable you to do this. Uh, they do have uh, different plans uh, that you can try. Uh, the personal plan, uh, which enables you to build a very good app, starts as low as $30 a month. Now, if you've been listening to my show uh, for any length of time, you'll know that a lot of the app entrepreneurs have spent tens of thousands of dollars on apps. So for you to build an app and, and get it onto an app store for $30 a month is incredibly good value. I do highly recommend you go to app-press.com and go and check out their plans and sign up. And thank you very much to App Press for supporting this show.